0: That's horror without a doubt. I'm telling you, man, there's something moving in here and it ain't us. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that should be immediately nuked from space. It's the only way to be certain. <laughs> I'm your Englishman, Ian Whittington, who shouts, Get away from her, you bitch, whenever it's Sean's turn to edit. Ha! <laughs> Joining me, as always, is the Irishman that is the very definition of game over, man, game over. It's Sean Ferrick.
1: I love every bit of this. Guys, I know how much effort Ian put into that intro, and I am very proud of that. That was really Get good. Get away from her, you bitch! No problem! You're getting just, the edit every week.
0: Just tapping into some very real feelings.
1: Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, exactly. Like, if this sounds like a joke, it's not. Yep. Uh,
0: just means it was delivered right. Okay. Hi, Sean.
1: Hi, Ian. How are you? It's
0: considerably less sweaty than last week, which is nice. Yeah. Yes. It's calmed uh, down, hasn't
1: it? Yes, it has. Yeah. The um, it's still warm, but it's now I'd say it's gone back to Irish warm over here. Uh,
0: Irish warm, which is actually sub zero.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like freezing. you know, we've put on a long sleeve top. Meanwhile, um, like if if it was this weather, it like. Central America they'd all have frozen to death by now.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Parker's yeah, out. How are you?
0: I'm very good. Um I'm very annoyed that we watch different movies, but we'll get into that. Um, we'll in a little bit. get into that. Yes. <laughs> Should we do some news first? To the news.
1: To the news. <laughs> news team. News, assemble.
0: We have a trailer heavy news section. Well, it's not heavy. It's only two. But we have two new trailers that came out. um, Ghostbusters and Prodigy. Damn it. Prodigy. Prodigy. Uh, I hate... Star
1: Trek smacked my bitch up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I must say it was a bold direction that they've taken the franchise in, but I'm here for it.
0: Wouldn't that work? Like... uh for the escape scene like because they did sabotage by beastie boys like can you imagine the protostar escaping the planet with smack my bitch up
1: oh, look, the first the first show that was On originally a designed show. for kids yeah, yeah specifically
0: aimed at children um hey love it hey it's a cultural touchstone
1: absolutely um okay straight to uh let's go ghostbusters first so yes i have to my shame I've only seen the first Ghostbusters. I watched all of the real Ghostbusters animated show, which was amazing. Oh, I really love that show. That Even movie.
0: though they recast the characters, which was weird. Yeah, they're all, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, or some of them. So I know the painting in Ghostbusters 2, but I have no idea what the story is. Um, oh, that's interesting. Really? Yep. Oh, it,
0: Ghostbusters 2 is a different movie to Ghostbusters. It's almost in like a different franchise. Like it is. I know that sounded quite obvious. It's a different movie. <laughs> it's like, it's a Well,
1: different... one would hope so.
0: Yeah, it's a different style of movie. Um Sigourney Weaver, bless her. She like she sells that role. She like, there is no irony or she may as well be in an alien film. Like ah. she nails the performance in um in Ghostbusters too. But yes, continue.
1: Uh, but, but there's not very much to continue. Um so uh I have not seen the uh the SNL Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, yeah, it
0: is. It really is. So and it's it's great. I, I like it. Yeah, I think I, I, it's not great. It's not great at all. But I like it. I enjoy it. I think it's funny. That was a hard um, pivot. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's not great at all. That's just my instinct, is to give it the benefit of the doubt because people hate it so much. Um, there are some genuinely funny bits in it, um, uh, but I think Chris Hemsworth is the best part.
1: Um, oh, I've heard. I mean, like it usually is, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that a lot online. And in fact, funny enough, as we were, we paused to make coffee. Uh, I went and I was scrolling and there's chatter about this trailer and I saw people uh, somebody's obviously started a thread of let's say nice things about the 2016 Ghostbusters film and there's I a love, lot of agreed. people defending it. I love it. Good.
0: Yeah. No, I love no, I love I don't love the film. I love that sentiment of using Twitter to do something good because it is a a cesspit 90% of the time.
1: Thank you to all of our listeners who have joined us through Twitter today. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's pretty much everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly, no, not The people that follow from. us are great. They're the best.
0: They're the best people.
1: Um, sorry, let's actually talk about this trailer. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I really loved it. I got chills. Um, really, really liked it. This is the first... We kind of had a rough idea of what the story was going to be, but this is this is really laid it out. This is the grandchildren of Egon um, who have been left. He's passed away by the sounds of it, um, which would obviously makes sense. And it's a nice little um, tribute as well. And they've been left his um, house and they find the Ecto-1, and they uncover some portal, which, if I was going to guess, I would say that's the reason that Egon has built the house where he built it. I imagine that the his oh. retirement years was to watch over this portal, that maybe that was the last Ghostbuster mission, um, and they had to disband because they suppressed all of the ghosts into this one place um and i think that, that would be my reach anyway um cool. and so yeah it's now time to pass the mantle on to a younger generation but there was just lots of as much as the 2016 film avoided fan service and it was it was set in a different universe because essentially i don't think it really acknowledged the original ghostbusters oh, okay. much at all um but this is definitely you've even got like the the video clip of "We're Ready to Believe You," all of that is there on YouTube. Um, the number, the phone line is still active. Like that ending, where he picks up the phone, and says, "Sorry, we're closed." Oh, why is he manning the phone then? What's going on?
1: Is there one of them that's still holding on? There was actually. The, th- this is reminding me. I have to give a shout out to somebody now, really quickly. Um, the lovely Dave Farrington, who has a YouTube channel called David's Den. You should go and check it out if you're a Stephen King fan. Uh, he. Uh- Track
0: culture uh, and cinema scenes.
1: Done. Oh, that, we we take, <laughs> them all, the take them all. We've got cool, the cool, done. Cool. Um, he, I was chat to him there. We were video chatting. He was walking to where he lives in Manhattan, and he just said, "Oh, can I show you something cool?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah, Turns the phone around. It's the building. Oh, it's the finest station. He works right beside it. Oh, that's amazing. I was like, I that's die. cool. Oh, that's so fucking
0: cool. Uh, oh man, that's really cool. I love it. Uh that's one of the things I love about the first one is them putting together the team. So they find the perfect vehicle. They find the perfect office, which has a fireman's pole on it. And that's the reason that, um, um, Oh no, not Dan Aykroyd. Um, Bill Murray. Bill Murray wants it. It's like, yeah, we'll take it. (laughs) We (laughs) want the, we want the pole.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: 100%. Childlike wonder. Um, Uh So yeah, this looks great. This trailer is really, really well put together. I hope it's reflective of the movie. Um, yeah, it looks great. Oh, and Paul Rudd's in it.
1: Oh, I'm watching it, so. Simple as. Uh, that's cool. No, I mean, looks good. I'm totally on board. Um, thumbs up from me. Yeah, we're good.
0: Um, um, Roger D. Like, if we... Prodigy? you got to write the second time. Prodigy. 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 God dang it. Can we? Yeah. Why isn't the ship called Prodigy? the oh, uss yeah. prodigy would have made sense yeah it would have why call it the protostar anyway Although,
1: if it's going to be called the prodigy it would have to be like a seed ship like you know where they had the uh oh the the t in discovery and it was like the seeds vault okay. that would be good if oh, that was like a prodigy yes
0: you know? no that would make sense i love um, anyway anyway yes. yeah so uh, first good camp, Pro- trailer
1: yeah and it was it was it was it didn't give anything away it told us a little bit it gave us voices which is not obviously this going to mm-hmm. be an animated show um, we had the the little the little the little parting shot from Janeway at the end yeah! which i really happy about it's only
0: just bigger or
1: something um, like that and the ship is gorgeous I am oh, so on board uh, it looks like I'm here playing with I've got the the Eagle Moss the armoured voyager and I thought I got real nice. armoured voyager kind of almost like a hybrid of this and a Nova class yeah, it it very much,
0: and that would really suit the canon, wouldn't it? Is to build something kind of in between Nova and Voyager, the only two ships that have been to the Delta Quadrant. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, man, there's so much I want to know. I want to know the year it's set.
1: I wanna apparently it's set five there. to six years after the end of Voyager. I cannot tell you where I got that source from, but okay. that's the buzz that's going around at the that moment. That would make
0: sense. Um, yeah. It would make sense, and I want it because. That makes sense for having a trainee Janeway as the hologram. On it's not there, too far it? in
1: the future, but it's but she's got home for them exactly. to scan her into a hologram.
0: Exactly, and it would make sense that that's the mission that you would need a Janeway hologram. Is hey, you're in the Delta Quadrant. Here's what to look out for.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> like the Borg. little Clippy thing from the from the nineties. <laughs> looks like you're trying to escape the Collective. Would you like <laughs> some help?
0: It looks like you're trying to engage the Borg. Can you? Can I recommend Nano yeah. things?
1: Yeah. Uh, um, oh that's great The cast looks good uh, The, the Comic Con panel was there on Friday We didn't get an awful lot of reveals Although we got one thing Which was either a mistake Or a slip of the tongue from Kate Mulgrew
0: which Okay Which is
1: where she said She guides the ship and the crew To a new galaxy Oh So yeah This could have just been She might have just Spoke. Yeah, that... She might have meant another part of the galaxy
0: yeah, I hope so because that doesn't make sense, really.
1: Well, it it, it doesn't unless there is some sort of like we have had extragalactic um, travelers before. The oh. Kelvin's back in the original series were from yeah, I think they were from the Andromeda galaxy. I um, don't
0: mean yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right, and I don't mean that it wouldn't make sense in the Star Trek universe. I just mean the story should be about this person or individual escaping whatever they're escaping. Like, is your mission about them escaping with a stolen ship, or is it about exploring a new galaxy? If you go to exploring a new galaxy, I think you're going to
1: weigh the show down too much. Star Trek Atlantis.
0: Well, exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, I'm I'm, I'm fine with that, and obviously then you've got completely a bit like putting Discovery in the 32nd century, then you've got blank slate, do whatever you want.
0: Yes, exactly,
1: yeah, which is genius for Discovery. Um, But, I mean...
0: God damn, if you want to put a show in the future, just make a show in the future. Like, why was it ever a Kirk prequel?
1: Like, put a show in the future, like the 2250s? Yeah. They were... Kind no, of... you know what? I know, future... I know, I'm teasing you, I'm teasing you, I'm teasing you.
0: <laughs> that, uh... my, my brain is so geared into Star Trek, I'm currently living in 2381, which was the furthest into the future that we've been in movies. <laughs> but I'm just it. waiting for the 2390s. That is true.
1: Uh, oh, that is, yes, sorry, sorry, that is true. No, Picard is in the 2390, well, since then, but yeah. 09 Kelvin Trek, that Spock was from the twenty three. Twenty 2381, yeah. yeah. Uh, 2383, yeah. Eight, something like that. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. a few years after Nemesis anyway.
1: Yeah. And then
0: yeah. Picard is 2399, I think, 2398.
1: Yeah, it's just, we're, we're still technically in the, the 24th century. And do you know yeah. what, Ian? This shit's important. We need to no, remember. it. Is. Yeah,
0: I'm not even going to ironically disagree with you. It yeah. is important.
1: The, the last thing I'll say just on this new segment is season one of Strange New Worlds has officially wrapped production.
0: Yes. So we should be
1: getting a trailer soon.
0: We should. And Anson Mount is just the purest being on Twitter.
1: He really, truly is. If so he ever great. comes out as some sort of psycho killer, I will be he won't. very disappointed. No, he
0: can't. Um, well, actually, we can't do Lower Decks disservice. That trailer came out and broke the internet as well. Um, it's a massive resurgence for Voyager isn't it? Like Tom Paris turning up on a plate.
1: I love that and Robert McDougal McNeil has been so funny on Twitter the last few days. he's lapped it up. Did you see that picture? It's a screenshot of, and I promise we'll get to the movie but it's a screenshot of just Tom Paris looking kind of confused or something in an episode of Voyager and it just says that face when you're you're explaining to your friends why you're so (laughs) excited that one of your favourite characters coming back as a talking plate Yes! (laughs) Uh Huh? <laughs> yeah. He's been
0: such a good sport about it. And you see the re the remade plate that has the salamander children on it. Or yes. the Thomas a Salamander on it. It's like this is the plate we want. Yeah. But it just speaks to the depth of Mike McMahon's um knowledge and love of Star Trek. Like yeah. I couldn't do a better job. Like I am encyclopedic, but I wouldn't have had the balls to pull out Star Trek commemorative plates. And put that in as a reference, like that is, that is really understanding what makes us tick. I love it.
1: I ag- I agree. Um, I think uh, I know there is strong opinions online. I think the franchise is in great hands at the moment. Of course, it
0: it it is, and there will always be naysayers. There will always be. You could remake TNG. You could do it in every single way, and they would still hate it. Like we have a Star Trek for everyone. We have kids. We've got Lower Decks, which is doing your reference. We've got Picard, which is an extension of TNG. We've got Discovery doing something new. If one of those isn't for you, you're probably not for television anymore. You should probably <laughs> just stop watching TV because nothing out there is going to be what you want it to be.
1: Right now, we've just we've just cancelled ourselves, or we've got huge new following. One of the other. Yeah, one um, of the two. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the two. Um. Okay. Y- you could take the deal of this one. I am much excited.
0: Oh, I lo- no this. The more I think about it, the more I'm so excited to do this series on uh, Alien. I I'm love it. So excited. I was buzzing after last week and just watching Aliens. Uh, yeah. I just want to <laughs> pull it apart because this is. Um, I've seen Aliens less than
1: Alien, obviously, and oh, it's the- just
0: such a different movie.
1: That that's really interesting. Okay, kicking off straight away, there is the debate. So of the Alien series, there is loads of different. There's a mo- lot of varying quality. Sure enough, but everyone seems to be fairly universal that the first two films are basically perfect, right? I say basically. Don't worry. Yeah. Nick. No. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Um, and whether or not we easy... personally agree yeah, with exactly. that or yeah. not, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're never gonna find a film that you think is perfect, Ian. Never. It's not gonna happen. And that's uh, fine. I have accepted lock,
0: this. Lock and whiplash.
1: That was ridiculously easy. Um so <laughs> um Found I personally I enjoy watching Aliens more. I think Alien is the better film.
0: Uh agreed. Oh wow, okay. Apart Jesus. from I enjoy watching Alien more. Oh, <gasps> So wow. I, yeah, okay. I agree with that sentiment in general, um, and I think for 99% of the population, that's probably true, but I just prefer, and I think 10 years ago, I could confidently say I would 100% agree with you, but the last kind of five years, I've just lent more towards films that take their time and more mellow mellow who's ever described alien as a mellow film it's
1: a nice but you know what movie, i mean you just put it on the background like yeah just yeah. chill out
0: bah, <laughs> alien um i probably just blew out the mic there sorry um but alien's is non-stop and it, it's what kind of took me out of it was the quippy one-liners which are fun and entertaining but they remind me that i'm watching a movie um super, like super entertaining alien i just It's an atmosphere to to be a bit, oh man, I hate that I'm going to say this. It is a mood. I, it is the, the movie well, is a mood of itself. Um,
1: huh. um, yeah, yeah, that's really no. I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I think that's really really interesting. Um, I think Alien, like, well, right. We 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 have spent much time discussing Alien. We know why Alien yes. is brilliant, right? And it is. It's a fantastic film. Aliens, I think it is. James Cameron has achieved in his career something that very few people do he has made two of the best sequel movies ever this and terminator correct.
0: 2 yeah correct absolutely the man the man just makes a movie like he almost rejects the original um so it's going to be set in the same universe but terminator 2 is a
1: Oh, it's different. A, every, it's a like,
0: different movie. I was gonna, it's a different movie. I Need to stop saying that. Okay. Yes, two movies that are different are different movies. Indeed, they. It's are. A, almost a different genre again to Terminator One. Mm. Um, and well, yeah, well, it, it is. You're right. Spins it, spins it on its head mm. entirely. Um, and I think that's how you need to make a sequel. I, I think you need to not just copy paste the format and replace the character names. Do something different.
1: I agree. No I agree And that's He successfully does that With Aliens um, Sigourney Weaver Has given interviews She's gone a record As saying Only James Cameron Could have made Aliens Like even yeah. At that stage And we will discuss When Ridley Scott Came back to the franchise But Ridley mm-hmm. Scott Was not the man To make the sequel And No No shame No problem with that He made an amazing First film Yeah um, James Cameron Is Yeah he is a challenging individual. I don't mean that he's probably, probably is problematic. He probably got like a wardrobe full of bodies. But apparently he is a tyrant. And he was particularly bad on the set of Aliens. Not that yeah. he was beating people up or anything like that. But you worked to his time. He did not work to yours. Um, mm. And when you see the result of it, it's kind of like, well, now I shouldn't be defending any kind of behavior like that. But my God. God, the performances he got out of people, yeah. the assembly of the film he managed to assemble—want a better word? There. <laughs> um, like they were making the- they, they were making this right up until the eleventh hour.
0: Yeah, and that's the—I'm not again make it really, really clear that you should not have an abusive workplace, but I understand the stresses of a. Di- of a director i don't understand the stresses of a director i can appreciate the stresses of a director they're not just wouldn't this shot look nice and roll the cameras and you need to feel more they're project managers they are organizing so much shit it's not just the fun stuff that you see behind the camera um so if he hasn't got time for someone's bullshit i totally understand that
1: there's a a funny story from the set so these films particularly one and two um and I potentially three and four, we'll get back to that as the series goes on, were filmed in England with an all-English crew. Not that the actors were, but, you know, a lot of the production team were English. And very quickly on set, basically, a line was drawn through the production where there there was the English and there was the Americans. Interesting. And Lance Henriksen... Uh, he's he no you can a, a lot of this is available on the excellent Alien Quadrilogy box set. Again, we are not being sponsored by Alien Quadrilogy, but please buy that box set; it's incredible. I wish. Um, and he says, "Yeah, like at eleven o'clock, everybody would walk off whatever job they were doing because the English need their tea." He was. <laughs> it's so funny, uh, and I I assume it has to have been embellished as the years have gone by, but he was. You could see it, and he was just like. Like, we were, we were in the no, middle of a shot I, and they would just walk out.
0: I don't think that's embellished because I have worked in retail long enough and worked in a, many different shops across multiple businesses and the tea break is the most political thing in the entire world and it, you will not be disturbed if you are mid-customer somebody will take over from you so you can go and have your tea break that is one and that's just retail that's not something that has a tight deadline so yeah i totally see it
1: i just think it's hilarious because i mean i've <laughs> i've worked uh retail as well and i there, there is an something after that i was in a restaurant years ago now and we were it was like it was the lunch rush so there's strike number one right so and someone turns around and says oh i'm going on my break now and I, we'd all just kind of looked at them it's like no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're get not. Get back we're on whatever here. section they were in. It's like, get back there. <laughs> oh, but I've been working X med errors. And I, I do respect you. You have to have a break. That's fine. But yes. read the room. But come on. Uh, like, Pick a moment. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's hilarious. Maybe mid shot. Maybe wait. Although, maybe then on the flip say. side, again, coming back to why I bring this up, but James Cameron would be like, okay, right, I think we've nearly got it. Let's go for take 103. Yeah, and I'm done there is a bit of that. And I think, I think there was a bit of that on this film, that there was a lot of stress went into making this film.
0: And I've had this, I've made this point before, but if you have to take 200 shots to do the take, you're probably not directing properly because yeah. then you get to the point of statistically, one of these is going to be good just by random chance, not because you've done something deliberate.
1: I Maybe I you, actually yeah. agree. Yeah. No, I I think like I, I'm not saying, that, uh, to bring Star Trek into it, uh, Jonathan Frakes had this nickname of Two Takes Frakes, as in you would yeah. usually get it then. And I think that's that's fantastic if you can manage that, right? I think that would be particularly good, directing mm-hmm. and acting and, of course, everything. Yeah. Um, Like, a few takes, sure. Over 100?
0: No. Yeah. If you haven't got it by then, you're probably not going to get it. That's um, what I'm thinking. But, yes. Aliens. Um. Aliens is the sequel to Alien.
1: <laughs> I love it like enough. You know, how long did they spend on the name?
0: Yeah, I mean, it kind of works. Perfect, like, it really isn't does. It? This is Alien but more of them. Oh. Uh, which actually would have been a great film. Alien like colon but more of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a queen. One of the great so, taglines. Uh, the first two films in this series in fact, the three of them, but we'll get to the third one next week. But the first two se- uh, films in this series have fantastic taglines. One, in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Two, this time it's war.
0: Yeah, this time it's war. And yeah, it is. its is. We're now pre- prepared. Hmm. <laughs> in inverted commas. Um, but yeah, so 57 years after the events of Alien, but picking up exactly where we left Ellen Ripley... Uh, it sounds like I'm reading this from somewhere, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she is rescued um, by a salvage ship and returned to um, the orbit of Earth where nobody believes her until they lose contact with the colony, which has now taken up roots on the dreaded alien-ish planet. Um, she is then asked to accompany a team of um, marine... Marine? Yeah, it is marine. Yeah, yeah marine. Space marines. Um, to rescue the colony, find out what's going on, and kill the aliens, if possible. That's your... Wackiness ensues. Wackiness ensues. No one (sighs) believes her. Um, What struck me immediately was that this was made seven years later. Um, So 1986 that came out. Do you know much about how this... Why this took so long? Why Ridley Scott didn't return... Why James Cameron picked it up and thought, "Yeah, I'm going to do that," because usually with sequels that have taken this long to come out, it's an unknown director that, "Hey, we'll have a shot, we'll go for it." This has got some brand recognition, but James Cameron at this point is a
1: name, isn't he? No,
0: so, oh, he's not. He's right? not. So
1: I, I know. I thought bit. he'd done Terminator at this point. Well, that's the reason or one of the reasons this film took so long. So he was hired to come on and do this film based off a screenplay that he submitted, right? Um, But they were like, yeah, great. Okay, you start on Wednesday. He's like, no, I don't. I'm making Terminator. Oh, shit. And this is effectively a first... He had done... I think the the, the great joke is that his first credit is Piranha 2, The Spawning. He had come in and done pickup shots on it. He wasn't even the first director on it. Um, no, and actually, he just went. Sorry, Fox, I'm, I'm doing Terminator, and they were just like.
0: I mean, the balls on that as well. Yeah, like, exactly. Saying no to Fox,
1: they were just like, "Uh, no, you're. We've hired you for Aliens." He's like, "Yeah, but nah." Um, you haven't though have you? Now, Fox obviously they owned uh, Terminator as well, um, so they were like, "Right, okay, you can do your little student film, um, but then we're going to need you on this one." So they allowed him to go off and make Terminator um, and then start production on Aliens, which I think is hilarious. Because I think you might have to fact check me on this one. I think Terminator is 84. This is 86.
0: Um, You are absolutely correct. Yeah, two years later, yeah, yeah.
1: Aliens. Um, mm-hmm. Now, but one thing I can't remember, I know there was discussions of Ridley Scott coming back. Why didn't he come back for Aliens? Oh I don't know yeah, Oh you I were asking, asking me you. I thought you Sorry. were saying I was, oh, right. No
0: I was genuinely asking you I, I don't know um, I man think There, there was an idea
1: I think that he wanted to do What effectively became Prometheus But he wanted to do that much earlier He wanted to go off and explore the space jockey And whether yeah. they just weren't interested at that Well in fact I don't think they were interested at that point in time And I think there is There are versions of the script out there without Ripley Which I could see yeah, of course. Like uh, which Super
0: is... quickly, despite the success of sci-fi horror classic Alien, the sequel's producers wanted James Cameron to direct instead of Ridley Scott. Despite oh, okay. Both the critical and commercial success of Alien, the movie's director, Ridley Scott was not asked to oh. direct the sequel. Thank you, Screen Rant, for that very Thank quick. Screenrant, okay. Um thingy. Uh Interesting. Yeah, no, he just he wasn't asked and he didn't own any of it. Um so um Yes. So he, sorry, yeah. So he was pissed off, like he was actually really, really pissed off um, that he wasn't asked to come back, um, which is why it took him so long to come back to do Prometheus. And yeah, that's the only way he would return was to do that. Story. Was to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's no, fascinating. That's like, why this commercial critical success? Why not bring back? And it must have been because yeah, I'll come back to do a sequel, but it's not. It's a prequel. And I imagine that's where the conversation ended, and then James Cameron coming along saying, "Yeah, I'll make you an action blockbuster."
1: Yeah, I'll do the first. With, and film then one. Slap, I-
0: Yeah, and slap the aliens, the alien name on it. And Fox is just like, "Yeah, I'll take some money, please.":
1: I think there is... So James Cameron, right, positive about James Cameron, he's super involved, right? He's, he, he is involved in every aspect of production here. I think there was bad blood on this film. Between the studio and H.R. Giger, because I don't think he got credit for the design. Oh. of the because obviously, as you can see, the design of the aliens are slightly different in this. You lose the dome and you get a kind of a ridged crown on yeah, the it's aliens. More jagged, definitely. Um, and you know that because these are the warrior aliens. Whereas I think now this is from the expanded media that there's so many different types. The one of the first I'm. And please, internet, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's the drone alien, as in like a bee drone. Whereas yeah, the ones I in this so. one are warriors.
0: Yeah, because they're protecting the queen. Because they're that protecting the queen. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: And Cameron is credited as the designer of the alien queen. And I, I think, which is fair. I think she's different. and no, she's I've definitely. I, yeah. I, I, I would say like you know now you do have to put Inspired by" on that. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, you took the mold and then expanded on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you didn't create the Enterprise. <laughs> like, you just... Yeah.
1: yeah. But, but, like, so it's like, credit where credit is due, the Alien Queen looks amazing in this film. Yes. Like, honest to God. Like, and they haven't... No, they haven't topped that design since, I think. Uh, they There uh, are more different designs, and they are yeah. very impressive ones, but I don't think they've topped the Queen.
0: Covenant is my favourite because it's the cleanest. It seems like the purest um I- iteration of it for me. But mm, I get that. Yeah, the, the, the queen is absolutely yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. Um and this this movie, it kind of turns aliens, ali the alien species into the Borg in a lot of ways. And I only noticed it on this watch. Um you have a queen, you have they're basically assimilating the ship and turning it into an environment for themselves. Mm. They are abducting humans and cocooning them and basically turning them into aliens or using them as vessels. It's very Borgy. Yep, yeah, I can.
1: I no, I I can see that. Um, and I, what I love is what I love, love about well, the alien species in general is that there's no bullshit about communicating with these. This is, it's kill or be killed.
0: Well, they're bugs, aren't they? So when mm. um, the power gets turned off towards the end of the movie, they're all in disbelief because like, how can the power get turned off? They're bugs. Like yeah. they're not intelligent. They're animals, but they're, they're, they're- is an intelligence, and I go back to Star Wars Episode One. The ability to speak doesn't make you intelligent. Mm. The reverse is also true. The inability to speak does not make you stupid. They can plan. So, yeah, exactly. Exa- yeah, they can. They can plan. Yeah. <laughs> they hunt in a pack. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but it. Yeah. It. They're just a different type of intelligence. But yeah, there yeah. is. There's no attempt at communicating with them. It's Newcom.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No whatsoever. And they're. Okay, jumping all around, but like when when Ripley points the flamethrower at the egg, and the aliens start to back up again, they recognise oh, a threat.
0: I lo- that is such a flipping fantastic bit of deductive reasoning from yeah. Ripley. Um, yes, it's. Uh. I- I'm not getting out of this as it stands. Let's give this a bash, and it fucking works. The oh. Queen just nods to them. The the soldiers back off. And it gives Ripley the window to escape. It is so... It's why I love her as a hero. She's intelligent. Yeah, she gets loaded up to the nines with guns. But even that, she's duct taped two guns together yeah. to get more ammo. Like Brilliant. Everything she does is so intelligent. It's not just... Fire everything.
1: Um, <laughs> drop shields. Uh, the, drop so- shields! So, th- this is something we touched on last week. This film is a sequel to the theatrical cut of alien as opposed oh, to the director's don't...
0: cut right now i'm gonna play the stupid person in the audience what does that mean
1: so uh, what is this not including the only thing this is not including is that in alien ripley finds the body of brett and captain dallas cocooned with eggs in front of them which technically shouldn't happen because there's no queen on board the nostromo no, Conv- that's rec- that has There's nobody to been, you, lay the eggs. You can you can reckon that like you, you you can, but technically, yeah. this is a sequel to the theatrical version where that scene is omitted. Uh, yeah, because
0: the, there's just wait, but there's loads
1: of eggs. There's loads of no, no, no. That, yes, so, which is why it's a oh, sequel so you to mean that. new eggs? Uh, but well, so sorry. What, what's my point? Uh, the alien that gets into Kane and gets onto the Nostromo is just yeah. your drone. Not a queen yeah. can't lay eggs, which means how did it lay eggs? We shouldn't have of... any fresh eggs at the shouldn't end of have the, it at the e- on the Nostromo, exactly. On yeah. the Nostromo, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there's still as you say, yeah, there's still the derelict is still sitting there full of eggs on L V four twenty six. The
0: queen either didn't survive or left or whatever.
1: Um
0: what you maybe it's a new queen.
1: I think I yeah. think it is because again, as the series goes on, that gets mentioned and addressed and and, and things yeah. like that but yes I, I think you're right i think it's a, a new queen but i think possibly in the expanded count i think a warrior can become a queen mm. if the situation right but it, it's obviously that's a retcon but i think it's a retcon that works
0: it, because if you're going by the bee analogy like i'm sure it is that the worker bees actually change gender to become a queen mm. like they're they're hermaphroditic is
1: that the word i think that's right yeah
0: yeah um and they yeah they They're not elected, but when a queen dies, one of them
1: uh, transforms, metamorphosizes, whatever it is. Exactly. Uh, But I
0: love it as an explanation, and I love that it's addressed. It's like, well, who's laying the eggs? Yes, I love that. There must be something we haven't seen.
1: Is this film... So, Alien is a haunted house horror film. Correct, yeah. Is this horror, Ian?
0: Um, Yeah, it is still horror. It's action horror. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it is because you've still got the jump scares. You've got the aliens are creeping around. Like the the two that spring to mind is when the marines first get into the colony and the aliens are in the walls. Yeah, and then oh, suddenly my. the walls come alive. That's that is really, really. That's really, a horror really. film, and it's extremely well done. And also when your man Bean pops his head into the vent and. They the aliens are creepy crawling along the vent. That's straight up horror. Like there is that's horror without a doubt. Telling but the you, bulk man, there's of something this...
1: moving in here and it ain't us. <laughs> it
0: ain't us. And then just the slow look upwards to the ceiling. Um, I love it. The rest of this film is Predator. It is yes. Marines action hunt the alien. Like this is way more a predator film than it is an alien
1: film. Yeah. And you can see you can see the um seeds of alien versus predator here not yes, that it was absolutely. the plan but you can see how yes i could, uh, it would expand Hoorah. into that yeah. you know um there is so there's a good trivia game which is really bloody hard how many good. of the marines can you name
0: um Hodg- hodgson H-
1: hudson 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 hudson. Yeah. hudson all right hudson hicks, hicks. Vasquez. Yep. Apol. Apol.
0: Yeah. Apol. Yeah.
1: That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. So. Shit!
0: I watched this last night. I sh- should do better than that. Um, Lieutenant. Concussion. Do you know his surname? <laughs> oh, the IMDb page is down there. Don't, and do, like us, I'm don't bring do it. Don't do it. No. Um, Lieutenant Scaredy Pants. Uh, Burke. Burke, who isn't a Marine. Burke who is a Marine, a but dick. that's
1: that's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Ripley,
0: who isn't a Marine, but she's an advisor to the Marines. No, I haven't got the rest of them.
1: Uh, I did quite well. You did. Okay, let's I, I want to see, I want to test myself. I don't think I'll get them all, right? Go on. So, who have you got? There's Frost, uh, Correct. who is the first one. Unfortunately, he gets accidentally flamethrowered by Which the is other... the worst death. Oh, that's awful. such a dick move. Uh, Lieutenant Gorman. Um, nice. We have Spunkmire, who is killed (laughs) off-screen. We have Drake, who is Vasquez's friend.
0: Nice. Who Uh, I love. Like, that little bond between them and how Vasquez reacts when he dies is... That's really well done. Perfection.
1: Uh, um, We have Dietrich, who I think is the one who flamethrowers Frost.
0: Correct. She's the first one to
1: get lifted up. To the ceiling. Um, now, this is where it starts to get harder. Okay, so there is... They're listed on the
0: computer screen at the beginning for, like, at least two seconds.
1: Now, there's the one... So... I can't remember who pilots the dropship. I can't remember her name.
0: Um, that is,
1: um, her name. Okay, while you're looking, I'll see if I can guess another one. Um... And then there... is it Crow? Oh, I didn't have Crow. Okay, so Sorry. Crow is another one. Yeah.
0: Uh... Can, um, Pharaoh. Pharaoh is the pilot. Corporate Pharaoh. And then
1: there is Wierzbowski. Go on. The yeah,
0: Wierzbowski, Well done. Yeah.
1: I think that's it. Is it? That's twelve. Hey,
0: you've only missed.
1: <gasps> Who have Hang I on. missed? Who have I missed? Um.
0: No, I think you got them all.
1: Because I'm trying to think of the the lunch scene where they're all having... No, corn, mate, but... you
0: did it. You got all of them. Yes!
1: Pharaoh and um, Pharaoh I didn't Crow. get and Crow I didn't get. Okay. Well done. Thank you very much. All right, so between us, we should be able the to... The things
0: answer. we celebrate. The t- things I... we celebrate. It's good, it's good to know <laughs> this stuff.
1: Um, right, okay. So what was the point of all of that? Because I feel so bad for some of them, but in an excellent style. So I struggle to remember names but I remember every face because they're so Correct. well portrayed.
0: This is what both films do really well is yeah. the personality. You can again, criticize the film for taking an hour and a half before it shows you any aliens, but it's worth it. It's yeah. so worth it. Um, or just the, the, the cryo scene of all of them waking up the, the, the banter you get between all of them. Um, Apone that absolutely, I love the military. I love oh, waking mom. up. Every meal is a feast. Every
1: mission is a crusade. The day on the farm. Shake it, ladies. Uh, <laughs> he it. himself, the actor, is uh, at least ex-military. Um, or is it? He That's might have been fantastic. a current uh, Marine at the time. Boss, yeah, so I think...
0: <laughs> do, you want me, do you want me to get you your slippers? I was like, yeah, if you could, boss. Look into my eye. And nothing else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it. Oh, Look so into my eye. What I like, what I like a lot about this as well is it shows. It, it it doesn't make a huge point of it, but it shows the difference between the Marines and the Officer Corps, because Lieutenant Gorman yes. is so inexperienced. But by the simple fact that he's a lieutenant, he outranks them all. Yeah, but he's
0: so up his ass. Yeah. but
1: he's done thirty-eight drops simulated. Any of them? Yeah, exactly, including this one. Two,
0: <laughs> two. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh shit. The way go, Picks. Um
0: yeah, get to it, Marines, asses and elbows. Don't
1: know what that means, but um god, I could yeah, I've just I'm playing the film again in my head. So it's just so it's so, so good.
0: Well let's roll back to the beginning. What was really frustrating Ooh, for me turn. was and <laughs> Plot twist. It's,
1: uh it's huh? so good, so good. So here's what I hated.
0: <laughs>
1: here's what I hate about it.
0: And actually I don't hate about the movie because this is the emotion. It wants to evoke in you it's is that nobody believes ripley they're, they're worried about the price tag that is on the nostromo and the fact that she blew up the damn ship with apparently no reason to but that it's great because it gets you frustrated and it gets you on ripley's side again immediately but what's the, the damn thing it's
1: on the narcissus like,
0: if this is insurance it's all there just watch it don't just case closed and never, just out of sheer morbid curiosity watch why wouldn't you watch the tape how how much of an inconvenience is it to watch video proof of what happened on the ship that's what i can't get past i can't logic that away in my brain i don't know how you can be that ignorant and that evil evil that you well, I don't think watch your sec- proof. Your
1: second word there is, it goes away toward explaining it from from my head. So, um, spoiler not spoiler, you can tell it from the start, Burke is scum, right? And it is revealed fairly quickly how much of scum he is um, because he is the one who effectively takes the information that Ripley gives the company, sends it out to the colony and is more or less responsible for this latest outbreak. But I don't think he did that on his own. I think he did that with the other people in the or at least no. some of them, which is why, because as you said, like, I, I've got my finger on the play button. Now we don't need to see it. But, but, because they have yeah, watched right it. Right, yeah, don't need to see it. And that was, yeah,
0: yeah, okay, that, yeah, you know what, that actually helped. That would be where I come from with that, because um,
1: it's, in a way, you could, if somebody says to me, Burke is the only villain in this, I'd be like, I'm not saying you're wrong. You know, he's clearly the main villain.
0: But he's not. Work- it Yeah, I know he says that this will get me rich, but it's getting him rich through his. he will get a bonus. You'll get a that's, promotion. he will get a happening. great salary. No. He won't make
1: a lump sum. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Greed. Yeah. Exactly. He's not selling it to. He's not selling it on the black market. Oh, absolutely. As- yeah. Probably he could. Yeah. But that's way more risky. Um. But that's the plot thread that I really, really appreciate carried through this film and an alien is that. There is a subplot here of the of Wayland yeah. Utani new all along. So as much as this mission might seem convenient, and it it really bugged me. I was like, "What are the odds of the colony of losing contact with the colony within 24 hours of Ripley turning back up?"
1: So really, and this is where you odds? and I were having a laugh yesterday. And it's explained. so right. So I have yes, actually seen yes. what, but that it, it's funny that that was chopped from the theatrical right. Um. So there's a whole bunch of scenes mm-hmm. in the special edition on. Ha- well, I say a whole bunch. There's two on Hadley's Hope. Uh, did you get a chance? Did you watch? I I, I think I sent you the. Yes.
0: I, but, I the, you did send it to I me. Didn't I sent you watch the
1: winning it, numbers for the lottery, and you won't. Sorry, watch it. I know. Anyway, <laughs> I know, right. So you I guess. Know. No, it's it's not a lot, but you do get um an uh, extended scene. So initially we cut to. Hadley's Hope but it's still populated and it's horrific because you know it's coming because there's a lot of kids and toddlers um, and <sighs> then there's two that the head of the colony chat going oh we just got orders to go and try this map thing where no one's been it, it's done quite it, it's done it's not by chance that they haven't discovered this thing it's just it hasn't been in their grid pattern and they kind of just it's a throwaway line it, it's done nicely.
0: Planets are big. I
1: didn't even need that as yep. an
0: explanation. Planets are big. So You're so not going to get then, to
1: all of it. So Newt, so her family are the ones sent out there, right? Her dad, that, that's what that's why the colonists are there, is yes. to explore this planet. So her dad is driving away and it's nice and cute. You see her brother Timmy who is <clears throat> mentioned, yet not seen, uh, later in the film. And yeah. then you get a, a kind of a, I suppose I can understand a little bit why this was trimmed. You get a little bit of the, there's the derelict, there's the people walking into the derelict, then it cuts out for a couple of seconds, then it's it's back to Newt and Timmy who are like, mum and dad have been gone for so long, mum and dad are gone, there's a big jump scare where the door is flung open, you're like, oh my god, and it's her mum, she's screaming into the radio, what's going on, and the camera pans down, there's her dad lying on the ground with a face auger on his face. I, I, I mean, know, like, why cut that? Of all the things... to that like, stunning. It is, it's a tight film anyway. It's absolutely
0: well, stunning, yeah. But it's such a good setup. And you still get that... Con- you still get it, but it's not until two-thirds of the way in where Ripley pulls Burke to one side and says, I'm going to expose you because I know that you, as soon as you found out from me about the derelict ship, you sent the family yeah. to go and investigate it, knowing that there was a possible risk there. Um and that's all you know. That's that's the only kind of few lines that you get explaining that no, you lost contact with the colony because Ripley came back, not out of coincidence. Um so for me that kind of reconciles I, everything in my brain nicely. But that scene that you've just described is such a fantastic yeah. reintroduction to everything. I isn't think it's it? crucial. I I, I it's, think
1: oh, it's it's crucial. Yeah. Of all of all cut, of the scenes honestly. to go. Like there's there's other bits that you could trim down. Um, although I have to say, again, and this is emblematic of James Cameron films, it's it's tight. It, I think it would be hard to cut more than he did cut. So I, I presume there was just mandates, like, listen, where yeah. now it has to be a certain length uh, for the cinema. So I
0: just don't get it. I mean, it's still two hours long. I could have cut another half an hour. Yeah, but I
1: mean, I agree that it's quite long. But weird. there's another scene, which we'll get to, that was added back in, that does show the marines being quite innovative and also shows even more of the threat of the alien but again I can see they chopped it for time and I I can see why but we'll get to that now in a second Um, so that is why they lose contact with the colony is that Burke takes that information sends it to the colony sends somebody out there and Mm -hmm. he is literally the complete catalyst for what happened absolutely
0: yeah Yeah, he awakens them so they're probably just the aliens are having their own little well
1: they're still
0: eggs they're still eggs, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So there might be a couple. Yeah. So they disturb the eggs. Yeah. yeah. So the eggs only activate when there's something near them, don't they? That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So or else there's nothing for the face hugger to latch onto.
1: That's it. Like I've I've wondered about that, and I I, I don't think we see it in later, um, later things either. Uh, later films. There's no like. No, actually, a, I hate using A V P as a reference, but I think both both of the A V P films, you get more. Cases of the facehuggers going for a wander, whereas in pretty much all of the rest, it's like no, it's literally the egg.
0: Um, I guess in, yeah, because even in this one, it escapes from the well. It doesn't escape from the glass. Burke releases it from the glass into the room when Ripley and um, Newt are locked in the med bay. Yeah, or the science lab, whatever.
1: Both. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah okay, we're
0: but yeah I, I I really liked that this picked up from where alien finished. I didn't want a twenty years later or six years later mm. where we're gonna pull Ripley out of retirement and send her to this planet. I think that the way it was picked up was fantastic like the shock of a fifty seven year time jump means you don't have to worry about things being consistent too much
1: oh do you know what so, again, I feel I feel both bad. so here's another scene that you've missed because it's not it's only in the special edition Ripley had a daughter called Amanda who died of yeah. old age while she was a, oh no cancer oh. sorry she died of cancer while Ripley was frozen, which is why Ripley and Newt bond so hard. Well, it's She's,
0: why she attaches herself to Newt so much. Uh, that makes the bloody perfect sense. The game, why cut that? Yeah,
1: exactly, and I because I, I think that's crucial, crucial to her plot. And um, the game I of Alien is Isolation just... uh, is around Amanda Ripley. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, but yeah, so that's uh. That's another plot point. That's actually that that was cut as well. So she has or had a daughter named Amanda. Um, that. So she was a mother who's lost a child. Newt's a child who's lost a mother, and that's Which why they bond as hard as they do.
0: And that actually makes it. It makes the film age better because at the minute it's just oh Ripley's a woman, therefore she must feel a bond to this child. There
1: is it, it does. Which a, there is, is a little not, bit of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not every woman has to be a mother, and it's it's a bit it's insulting that if you don't feel that attach, attachment, oh, you're not a real woman. So having that as a background of losing a child, that just
1: ah oh, yeah yeah. So yeah, it
0: doesn't make this wrong. It just informs it so much
1: more. Absolutely, ah. it is. No, it is. It's it's fresh. The things they cut. They, these are like you know, kind of. Yeah. We're going to chop stuff for length. I oh, know. Let's take plot out. It's like, or oh, you could yeah. use plot in and take some of the yeah. other things out. <laughs> Uh, let's take character motivations out yeah uh, Ugh, but yeah that's but annoying. that's that's it deepens the relationship between newt and ripley um, it really does yeah and because i always thought it was it was always a bit jarring because i i like that i saw the uh, original version now i've only seen that once because i've uh seen the the special edition a few times since but newt calls ripley mommy at the end. Right at the
0: end, yes. And yeah. Which is a little bit jarring. I,
1: th- I think, yeah. as as presented in the theatrical, I think it's just a little bit like, oh, yeah. okay. I like it. It's sweet,
0: but because it's almost an instinctual mm. mummy, isn't it? But it's still a little bit jarring of even, yeah. It, yeah. It, she hasn't lost her mum that long ago. Like, that's a very quick replacement.
1: So there's So, now to pick up on something else. So, you were saying that the next day, they lose it. Months have gone by. So, Ripley has become a bit of a burnout in this time. The only thing that's actually really said is that, or the only thing that kind of telegraphs that is the fact she's cut her hair, right? So, this, it's almost not said at all on screen. So, I might be getting part oh, of this from... How do we, how do we know that it's months? Because she has been working and all the way through, she's been struggling, uh, trying to make ends meet and she is down to her last option. Burke knows this.
0: When does it say that?
1: Now, in fairness, I don't know if that's in the film because I've read the Alan Dean Foster novelization, which comes from the script.
0: Right, no, this cuts straight from the meeting in the the doodah, in the room, mm. where Ripley gets pissed off. And then it cuts to Burke and Lieutenant Scaredypants yeah. in a corridor just saying yeah we need to talk whatever about. they're saying and then knocking on Ripley's door there's no unless i've missed something no no you no haven't no, of time.
1: no the hadley's hope extra scene goes there so between the meeting right. and that, so but even that it's it's more kind of suggested but no it's it's pretty much out and out said in the novelization and generally film novelizations can be interesting but no this is dean foster worked closely with him and in fairness to aliens 1 2 and 3 the novelizations are brilliant you should read them they're yeah. they're like expanded on the source material Um. yeah, it's that she's really, really struggling. She's so full of trauma. She has seen the counsellor, but she's missed a few. That said, actually, there you go. That said in the film that Burke has spoken to her counsellor and that uh, he thinks she's not making good progress and she has missed a few meetings. So that's kind of suggesting that it has been a bit of time.
0: And it would have to be months because the scientists have... Got face huggers and various stages of embryos in yeah. tubes and stuff in the lab.
1: There's a great um I know they turned it into an audiobook. I'm not sure if it started life as a comic. And it's uh I think it's called River of Tears. And it's a. Uh, it's a it's the story of Hadley's Hope's last stand. And oh, it's awesome. grim because you know what from the first panel, yeah. you know only Newt is gonna make it out of here. Yeah. But it's good and it takes time. It's not like there's suddenly a thousand aliens who just attack the thing. It's, mm. there's a bit These of, ones have to grow. Exactly. Yeah. There's a bit of alien as well. Like, you know, there's kind of this stalking and there's people disappearing and things like that. It's good. It's But it, it, it like that, it suggests as well time has to go by. And then I think it's, does it say in the film, because I can't remember, how long it takes the Sulaku to get to LV-426? S-
0: the a rescue ship will take seventeen days, but I don't know how long it takes to get to the actual planet because in the original film it's six months. it's six months of cryosleep yep. oh, to dead, get right. from to get from AR whatever it is to Earth. Right. But obviously, over the course of fifty-seven years, I imagine speed has improved. So maybe they've trimmed that down to a month.
1: Mm. No, I think I think you're right. But also, isn't that a nice terrifying thing that the film just kind of drops in there. It's like, yeah, you might be having a terrible day now. You've got to stick it out for the next month and a half. Yeah, you
0: think the last six hours have been rough? Good luck over the next 17 days. But then it also leads to a fantastic takedown of like, this little girl has hidden for much, much longer with no guns. She did it in a cave with scraps! (laughs) Yes, but I'm not newt.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well played. Well played. I love it. That caught you off guard, I like it. It was it was it was quite good. It was quite
0: good. <laughs> I was just quickly looking up Alien Isolation, um, which is a video game. Hmm. And yeah, that follows Amanda Ripley fifteen years after Alien um investigating her mother's disappearance. Um which is fascinating. I need to
1: play through that game. I've seen some of the game through. Wear a nappy. Because you yeah. will shit yourself in some parts. Yeah,
0: that's what I've heard. I actually own it. I, I have it downstairs. Oh, no way. Um, I'm going to try and stick it on between now and the end of this series and we'll do a, a, I'll do a mini we'll, we'll stick it onto one of the comic book things. Gotcha. Um, yep. short, short films that we're going to Oh, that's cover. a good idea. That's a good idea.
1: I will yeah. watch some more gameplay because I do not have a console. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway,
0: back to um, where do
1: we get to? Um, well, we bounced all around the place, but I, we we explained why it go what well, that kind of jarring jump between oh, the time the gap. meeting yes. and... and it kind of it kind of lets you know as well on top of the nightmares, Ripley, you know it's she's not having this lovely life. You know it's not in no, no way is this a suicide mission, but the, it is. basically... She hasn't come back a hero exactly because she really hasn't. And Burke dangles the. I'll get your flight status, uh, yeah, activated again because right now she's driving those obviously plot, plot, plot. She's driving those <laughs> loaders down by the docks. That's all the this work. This will she be can useful get. later in the movie. Indeed, it will. Indeed, it will. Um, so then, oh, oh, here's something I forgot. So, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Right. Yeah, you're kind of like what? Watch out for that segue. <laughs> watch you out you Watch ass. out for the Sulaco. Really? Or Sulaco, but yeah, because it's up in the clouds in Blade Runner 2049.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, there is.
1: Deliberately? It is deliberately. There's been kind of like, some people go, no, it's not. And some people say, yes, it is. And I don't think Denis Villeneuve has actually come out and said one way or the other, No. but it's clearly the Sulaco.
0: Well, that's fine because 2049, this is set in 21... 21- 80. Yeah, we have got the original film is twenty-one twenty one twenty, I think. Twenty one eighty,
1: less fifty-seven. So yeah, it's
0: yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, yeah. um Yeah, that makes sense. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that was
1: really, really cool how they did that. Um because there's been talk for a long time of is Blade Runner and Alien in the same universe? Uh and Ridley Scott has kind of winked his way through that. Um yeah. But yes, apparently it is. Interesting. I
0: mean, there's a very different aesthetic. So I I think yes, as in we'll never see anything more of it. Like we will never see a crossover.
1: Yeah, like it's not. So
0: you can say what you want. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. You know, just...
0: Um so what was there was another thing I was gonna touch on that I really liked. Um Um the Android subplot. I think that was really, really clever of putting um now that actually in my memory bishop is front and center like bishop is a big big part of this story so young ian really clung on to that and remembered how crucial that was he's actually not he's, he's not
1: in it much not, at all no, he's not he becomes because of the way things unfurl he certainly becomes a kind of almost like a retroactively important main character but yeah exactly it's really ripley burke hicks and hudson for the yeah for the main bulk of the film Mm. um
0: but i think it was it was a really because you spend the entire film wondering is he gonna betray us is there's always that subplot of ripley's giving him the eyeball always keeping one eye on him just in case because she's had a a bad experience with androids in the past, yeah. um, and that knife scene is flipping iconic. Uh, the
1: and to a certain extent, obviously it was sped up. It is real. That was Lance Henriksen. Now it's sped <sighs> up, but that is Lance Henriksen yeah. doing that. That's and amazing. they didn't tell uh, Bill Paxton that they were going to do that.
0: Oh, that's so cool! Uh, oh, that's
1: how you lose a finger. I thought you never miss Bishop. Uh, um, I really like it as well. So this is uh this is something where Star Trek and Aliens also comes together. Uh, Asimov's laws for robotics. Yes, you know, correct. I cannot no kill or by inaction allow a human to be killed or harmed, which is one of exactly. the three laws of robotics of Asimov. Look at me doing my homework. Yeah. Um, but
0: and it, it never should have happened. We, we it just yeah that that should be a kill
1: switch. Yeah. And also, did so here's something, right? So Ash back in the in the first one, Bishop calls him a hyperdyne model. Yes. Which is like
0: Oh no, in this one he's called a hyperdyne model as well.
1: In Aliens. Sorry, yes, that's what yeah, that's what we say, Hi- hyperdyne model. I think he's like hyperdyne model eight hundred. I'm just like mate, like Really? Like at this point just turns really? the film turns the camera and go watch terminator
0: please watch terminator yeah. Yeah, I, I really exactly. like that i really like that um, that's so funny um, <sighs> um but no i think that was a clever dynamic i really liked that and the way he saves the day and grabs new as well yeah. it's so sweet when she's falling he's just a good it's well acted well performed that he's such a sweet android um synthetic
1: life synthetic form. life form. yes exactly god yeah. racist um and i like i like a lot of ripley's reactions in this they could be seen as very annoying i like that they're like no 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 she is suffering from ptsd so badly yes um yeah and you see you literally see a victim become a survivor in this film i think yeah N- not not to say that she didn't in the but alien ripley's story is full of reactionary adrenaline, which is not to say that this isn't, but there is, in this case, she has more of an idea of what she's getting herself into.
0: She's a bit more proactive, whereas, yeah, the first one is fight or flight. Yeah. This is more thinking. Like, she could fly a lot easier here, Um, but she picks fight. Choose to live.
1: Uh, Yes. I, I think that Ripley has gone down in cinema history because of the two films. I think if there had just been Alien... Yes. I still remember It's a great performance by Sigourney Weaver. Yep. Uh, but she's Oscar nominated for this one.
0: Yeah, and the iconic shots are in this one. Like when the elevator doors open and she's got the guns. Like that was yeah. right in my head. And holding holding Newt close to her is... Um, yeah. Whoa, good, yeah, good shit. Good stuff. Oh. Um, So yeah, they, I guess they, they turn up and the Marines are wiped out extremely quickly with extreme prejudice. And... This is one of my negatives for the film is that you don't get because there's so many aliens, they become less of a character. So the queen is a character, but the aliens are cannon fodder. Yes, they are. It's just open fire and you get chunks of aliens appearing and suddenly it's like, oh, they're not indestructible. All it takes is 50 bullets and you'll turn them into mush. Yeah, Yeah. you still get the acid blood on you, but you don't get a clear shot of them either, really. Not until the back end of the film.
1: I like, th- th- This is a lot more flash alien dead. Flash alien dead. I think that's, yeah, I, I think that's part of, because you're right, you're 100% right in saying that, similar to the first film, it does take a long time to get going. The only difference, which is a wink to the camera, is Ripley's Nightmare on the Gateway Station, where there's a chestburster, um, and you
0: know what if you're going to cut a scene cut that
1: I agree but I think this is a bit I don't like it this is the the Lost World Jurassic Park school of filmmaking which is like oh you like dinosaurs grant five minutes in here's the dinosaurs yeah you
0: know? I know I just don't yeah but I agree with you it's really cheap because I could I can imagine a world where you bring back Sigourney Weaver and Killer Within Five Minutes and that's your film so I first watch I believe that's what's happening mm. I believe that that she dies and then it's all a dream. It's just, it, it's all a dream really winds me up because you can do anything. Exactly. You there, there's no laws. There's no consequences. You, exactly. You can bring uh, the android back and have him kill some people. Yeah.
1: Like, it's cameo from, it's oh dear. Um, yeah. But, so let's say that scene aside, yeah, we're about, we're a good hour in before they're walking into this. Uh, thing. Do you know what I love Ian? And it's so grim it's when they find all of the location tags and they're all in the one place together and they're just oh, looking they're at it. Oh, still there. Oh, that's horrific. And they
0: assume they're still alive and it's like, nope.
1: That's Sorry. horrific because you're just
0: like, oh. And the one that's still alive and she's like, kill me. Please, please kill me. Like, that's horrible.
1: I, it's, it's horrific. I really like it.
0: Yeah, no, I like yeah. it. Yeah.
1: It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Rough. Funny enough, this was the first time a chest... Well, we've only had two real chestbursters. The first time they had arms. They didn't, He didn't have arms in the first one. They have arms in this one. Because basically they were just like... I mean, like I get that he could chew his way out, but how does he pull himself out?
0: Yeah, but how does he that was the, explode? Yeah, explode. that was the, yeah. the
1: kind of... The logic behind that. So that's why the alien has little arms.
0: Nice. Um, And Ripley actually refers to this as a pregnancy in this film. Does she? Yeah. So she says it's when... um... Oh, man, I wish I'd made a note of it. Anyway, she she does say that um, whatever's happening to the people in cocoons, like whenever this impregnation happens, and they all look at her, and she's like, well, what else do you want to call it?
1: okay, yeah, Oh, she's unfortunately she's dead, right? Yeah,
0: she's absolutely right, so that's really hitting that point home. Oh, um,
1: and as well when Hudson's looking at the screen and says, hey look Apone and Dietrich they're still alive. Rip is just like No, they're not. No, they're not. Nope, forget
0: about them. Um, what I like is that they all have gut reactions she's the one that has the science, so at that point they're all like, nope, one, one half of them is saying, let's go and rescue them the other half is saying we need to leave and go to get out of here and they all turn to Ripley and Ripley has the final word because she's like no he's right because yeah they are lost they're cocooned they're dead to us um yes we need to blow up the the station here's why Uh, and it just it rather than just being the leader it kind of gives a bit more weight to her decision making
1: she has the experience here so obviously Yeah. yeah there are those who have far more military experience absolutely makes sense Mm-hmm. Uh, she has the experience of what they're dealing with. Together, yeah. they make a great team. There is Burke obvi- well, obviously Burke's has gone back, but Burke is just like, sorry, can we not blow up this station? Like this costs trillions yeah. of dollars, and there's the whole yeah. terraforming thing. Like the obvious answer is get off the planet. Yeah. You know, that's Either way, get off the planet and make that decision in a minute. The the, the, the one the one little thing where I can be like Alright, listen, I can see Burke's point here is that it's more it's it's like it's more than just let's get off the planet, which they need to do. It's all of the time and yes, the money and the effort that went into terraforming this planet from his yeah. point of view is like well, no, not from his point of view, of course, but from say a business person's point of view, it's just like, hang on, that all goes out the window because there's some bloody aliens down here. Why don't we just get another team and come in foot better prepared this time? Type-
0: yeah, uh, like, the nuclear option is always there. It's always yeah. going to be something you can do, so why do that first?
1: Yeah. yeah, I get that. So I can get that. Now, and had that been where he was coming from, I would have been like, <laughs> okay, listen, I can understand, Burke. However... You sure
0: listen. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's definitely not. He is just about the money.
1: Uh, so, yeah, we can understand somewhat the financial aspect, but... Is Burke, is Burke a well-written villain? Eh, as well-written
0: as '80s villains are written. Um, his motivations are just money. That's it. So there's no. It's hard to believe in characters that have such little disregard for human life. Like it doesn't make them very realistic. Like Thanos, I understand. He is. He is there is a logic yeah. to him wanting to snap half of people it's not because he wants half of people dead he just wants the other half to have a better chance of prospering um burke is just money
1: i think one of the problems it's exactly what you just said in the first one Wayland Utani thinks these people are expendable absolutely faceless corporation yeah. don't care about faces it's putting a face to the corporation that sort of hurts him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because you're just like, how can somebody be that callous?
0: Especially somebody that is basically a consultant. Um, he's not one of the big bosses. He's just middle management. Like,
1: what, why, what's your investment in this? You know, it's just to, just to get a rung up the ladder. And yeah, yeah like, I, I, initially I wondered, well, why did he go? But he went to make sure that they don't do what they what end up What they're going to do. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They don't want him to nuke it. Um, um, but and yet, talk- not said, I have to say Paul Reiser plays the hell out of it. Like I, oh, yeah, I really like yeah. Paul Reiser in the film. Mm. Uh, well, no, sorry, no, I don't. I like. Yeah. How, <laughs> you like him in the part. Yeah, how despicable he is as yeah. a character. Um, there is a again. Well, no, this one. It's only in the deleted scenes. It's not in either the main or the special. It's what happens to Burke, and it gets chopped out. Because there's a kind of a time issue with it, right? So in the end, he opens the door, there's an alien, and right, that's in and in both this film and the special edition, that's the last you see of Burke. Mm -hmm. In a deleted scene, what happens is that the you know the kind of the spines on the end of the alien tales? Now this is not really in the first one so much, but it is in this one. They're basically paralytics.
0: So you get stung.
1: And it will knock you out and freeze you so that you can be cocooned, right? Right. So while Ripley is looking for Newt, um, the wall comes alive, but it's Burke, and he's like, y- "You have to help me! You have to help me!" There is one inside me, and it's suggested it's only minute. I mean, this is just after the tunnel, so we're talking minutes—five, ten minutes. Yeah. But so far in the Alien series, sure, you saw how long Kane had the thing on his face. Yeah.
0: It's facehugger for a long time. And if it happens that quickly, you wouldn't need to cocoon them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Now, that is something that with varying levels of, huh? As the series goes on, we kind of play with that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and how long incubation takes. But it was cut from this because it introduced that kind of a question way too close to your big climax.
0: Yeah, which
1: is fair. That makes uh, sense. And uh, I'm sorry, she gives him a grenade. So in officially, Burke kills himself. Interesting,
0: and that kind of—that's, I mean, that's kind of Ripley. Like, she doesn't want to do the killing. Like, even when they agree that they both Burke is exposed, and they say, mm. "Right, you're going to die," Ripley comes to his defense. Yeah. Um, but so I have a quick question about the alien, the existence of aliens, as okay. in extraterrestrials in this universe. Oh, so, right. they mention a lot of times about bug hunts. So, there's yes. obviously as in Men in Black, like there are bugs that infest colonies and they're extraterrestrial in origin, but they don't have brains. They're not, well, they have brains, but they're not intelligent. They're not sentient. So that's what the military go in and clean up. Then there's another scene where they talk about having relations with an alien species. The name of the species, I can't remember, but somebody gets taken the mickey out of because of the, the alien that he'd had relations with. But then later on they say, oh, rumour has it that Ripley saw an alien. So are aliens rare or have they agreed to name the xenomorph alien?
1: It, no, so that that very same scene, the one where like, rumour has she saw an alien, and the, the response is, well, what be fucking do? That's how the marines react. It's when she starts to talk about, so Gorman says xenomorph, and that's yeah. when uh, I think it's Apone goes, excuse me, sir, a xeno, what? So for this race, They designate it, even though xenomorph effectively means alien. They're just like, right, we need to redefine it in some way that you know what we're talking about. Because alien is far too broad a term in this universe, even (laughs) though we never bloody see any Any others.
0: And I always wondered that. I thought, are extraterrestrials like, this is the only one? This is it. This is why it's so scary. But it seems like there are other species out there and and Mm -hmm. other people to
1: interact with. It's just not clarified, is it? That, that, that's it and there is there's a bit that's kind of left up to you know kind of right, do whatever kind of interpretation you want in it yeah. I got it that they have by pure accident all the ones they've met have either you've been able to communicate with them which is how Hudson was able to I love the way you phrase it it's how Hudson was able have to relations. fuck an alien yeah <laughs> um, and you know and that or, or they've been to such a low level of development where it was just, like, just get some yeah, yeah get some gas and blow them out Whereas these are, not only are they physically devastating, they're also, as you discussed earlier, they're intelligent. These guys can fight back. Um, And that's something they haven't encountered yet.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Because in in Alien, I was expecting more of a, oh my God, we found alien life. Like this is, regardless of what it is, this is big fucking news. Which means, no, they must know that aliens pejoratively exist this is just a new one that they haven't discovered yet
1: well that's what I think because I think back in Alien there, the discovery of the signal there's no isn't kind a shock, of, exactly. yeah, there's no holy shit like they ask is it extraterrestrial origin and Dallas just goes don't know so I think yes there has been contact you know it's been confirmed yeah there's <laughs> yeah there's contact out there yeah close encounters of the third kind kind of thing yeah um, but yeah uh, yeah, this is the kind of like, oh, oh, holy Christ! We need Star Trek and not this universe. Yeah, we need phases. <laughs> <laughs> ah. um, and yeah, it works. So there's a there's a so after the um massacre, of you like of all the the Marines. Yeah. Um, and I think I think before the the lab scene with the two facehuggers, the so special edition, the Marines. They they check out what um, weapons they have. So there's a bit of this left in thing. They go, we have X amount of guns. We have X amount of ammo. Yeah. Grand. What they also have are two sentry guns, right? Okay. And these things are, I mean, they're, they're well, they're automated, and they've got like a ton of ammo. And so what they do is there's two main access tunnels that they try and block off, but they know having seen devastation left from when yeah. the colonists tried to do the same thing they're like well we're not going to be able to hold them out forever set up these sentry guns and you know let's see if this holds them out and it's I can see why it was trimmed because it is quite tense but in the end it just kind of brings you back to and now we have these guns but yeah. you get an extended scene of the aliens do break in and the sentry guns mow them down yeah and but the tenseness is you keep watching the ammo counter and the aliens still keep oh, coming. They keep coming. I like that. Because yeah. it kind of explains a bit
0: about how they got into the roof as well. Because that's still not yes. explained. Like, it's
1: not explained at all. And like in the theatrical versions, when they just come through the front door. Yeah. Whereas this they, they did try that. Interesting. Um, I like that. Yeah. Man, it's, it's it's good now, I have to say it's good.
0: There's some stuff that they can't. That's interesting. Um I suppose that brings us to the finale, really. Um it's a very different finale to Alien. Um,
1: I mean, is it? She still blows it out into space. It's just, it just literally <laughs> blows it out into
0: space. But like you said, this is planning. This is not reactionary. Um, yeah. And it's... I mean, I don't care that Newt is being chased because I know she's not going to die. But the yeah. time that gives us for Ripley to suit up and the doors open...
1: Um, oh, talk forgot. about iconic moments of cinema.
0: Oh, Ripley in the, the loader. Just away from her you bitch
1: so good <sighs> so good like yeah so well written so well directed so well acted yeah uh, and like when she goes face to face with the queen you're kind of like she dead yeah oh wait no no she's yeah, alive yeah. Now, and i believe it
0: no and yeah and there's a bit of you can't just beat this alien in hand-to-hand combat with one gun like that would have been disappointing oh yeah you're now on almost a level uh not a level, but a leveler playing field by making her the same size as the alien. And yeah, I love it. There's still a little bit of, well, if the queen just thought for a second, stab her or like just stab her with your tail, do something. You can outthink a human in a heavy loader.
1: There, I mean, There's a little bit yes. of that. Uh, there, there is a bit of like, and especially this is where as the series goes on and it begins to rely on CGI and I have to say, AVP I'm not a fan of, but the queen does look very good in AVP, yeah. but the queen is CGI and fully articulate in AVP. Yeah, It's exactly. just like, that queen's not getting beat by a power loader. No,
0: not happening. This is, it's still a physical thing and I like that. I mean, oh, I don't like some of the physical stuff in this film, but we'll get on to that in a minute. But, the the queen itself yeah that's a actual it's not cgi and i love that i respect Mm. sticking to that for this movie
1: the the introduction of the queen is oh it it has to be one of my favorite scenes in the entire series it's so just where she's good
0: and it's not just the, the little mouth coming out of the big mouth like there's an entire alien head that's coming out of a
1: bigger head that's oh it's so well done so well done. So it's possibly the most frightening scene just for a short moment, then, yeah. then the action kicks back in again. But just that big reveal, the soundtrack basically dies off, mm-hmm. it becomes more uh soundscape than soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and she's just Ripley huge. Just just oh my good god, props incredible! <laughs> Didn't even mean sorry, I meant props and well done, but also yeah. the prop props to the is props. incredible, yeah. Uh, and that's what, again,
0: uh, we miss that in modern cinema. Models just have gone... Just not used anymore, which is sad. Um, However, there are some bits of this film which do not hold up. Like, okay. any of the... Lay, lay it on me. The shuttle. So anything with that ship in space and going into the atmosphere, it looks like the animatronic Robocop monsters... um. What are they called? The AR-15s? Fi- not AR-15s. that Star Wars.
1: Oh. Oh, I, I, I honestly, I the can't remember. I know what you're talking yeah, about. And though. they just looked
0: ridiculous. Uh, like They almost look stop motion. Yeah, I don't think it's aged particularly well. Um, it definitely stands out like a sort of, Like a, Well, it stands out like a model ship against a poor green screen. But
1: <laughs> yeah, the green, I was thinking that because they do the... Uh, and this is something Cameron does in both of his Terminators as well. It's the, I can't remember what the name of the technology is, but where you basically super, it's when you're driving a car and it's clearly a screen And it does take take you
0: out of the movie a bit. It's that trying to be a bit too ambitious with your, like, Star Trek was doing it better. Like, it shows the ship uh, going into atmosphere, landing, it just, it, it, yeah, stands out like a sore thumb. And the the ship Mm. crashing uh, on its way to pick up the colonists and the aliens got on board. That yeah looks, it looks that one really stands out particularly
1: out. for me now I have to say um it, uh, it it it's maybe it's the depth of it or something it's it, you can clearly see like that it's like you guys are standing in front yeah, of it. Even, like, like, it was just a bit uh, too early to do now, that. I love Yeah the, the scene, scene's great
0: but yeah, it does a bit too early up. to have been doing stuff like that. But yeah anything with actual models surprise surprise and actual props holds up really really well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I just want to give it just a little. I have to do a special little shout out to just Hudson in that moment. That line is iconic. That's it, man. Game, Game over, over, man. Game it's, over. It, I almost forgot that it came oh. from
0: this film. Like it's, yeah. He's such a negative Nancy, isn't he? He's just like screaming every line. We're all gonna die.
1: I I I, I love him. Ah, poor old Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah, gone way too early. Bless his heart. Um, But but we will never forget him because it's game game over, man. Game over. Great.
0: Anything else, Sean? Is there anything else that stands out about aliens that we need to cover off?
1: Probably loads. (laughs) Like the entire uh, the entire final punch up, but particularly that poor bishop. (laughs) I mean, he did everything. (laughs) He was. Yeah, he done all the hard stuff,
0: and then just gets ripped apart,
1: like absolutely torn to shreds. The poor, poor poor guy. Um, But uh, at at least, at at least, I love the fact that he survives. Yeah, technically, kind of. They can just
0: rebuild his lower section. I mean, he's not fully functional in multiple techniques right now, but.
1: in absolutely zero (laughs) techniques right now. But he makes it back.
0: Um, Oh, I guess the the little love story between Bean and Weaver.
1: Kind of sweet.
0: I'm kind of glad it didn't go anywhere else.
1: So this film and Terminator 1 are the reasons why I'm in love with Michael Bean. I want a time machine. He is the perfect man and I will fight anyone who says different. And my God, if anything bad ever comes out about him uh because i just want to be yeah. hicks
0: he did, he listens oh, he listens he's... to 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 ripley every yeah. any time she makes an assessment he's just like i guess that's what we're going to do <laughs> it's the only that's way what... to be sure and we're it's not pray. because
1: he's a poor leader it's because he listens to experience
0: yes listen to the scientist god
1: damn it um do you have i mean like is there a, a poor bishop Love the way it ends. Oh, really quickly. Um, James Horner's music for this. James Horner himself was God. Love him. The man talented. A winger, um, <laughs> and but it. In fairness to him, the man had a horrendous time on this film. So he oh, rocked man. up with you know thinking they were in post production. They were still filming, oh, um, no, and he was yeah. like, okay. The, the whole big... Climb. So Bishop's Countdown is the name of the piece. This is... Uh, if you know the story, feel free to, to let your attention wander for a second. So this entire scene, he wrote that um, that big... Overnight because James Cameron recut the entire scene after he had already uh, scored it. Oh, no. And they had... There was um, incredibly stressful times. People didn't speak to each other. The score was Oscar-nominated. Uh, but it took them until Titanic to work together again. And that was oh, 96, 97. Yeah, 30, um, 14 years later, yeah.
0: Oh, bloody hell. That's hilarious.
1: 10 years later. This is 86.
0: Oh, 86, sorry. Not 84. Terminator was 84.
1: Terminator was 84, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, no. Why did the, yeah.
0: the music musicians just get shafted so hard?
1: Yeah, and, and in fact, in this series as well, and there it's not as bad but we'll talk about Elliot Goldenthal's experience on Alien 3 as well. Yeah. Um, oh, but I love the score yeah. for this film.
0: I it's great actually. I think it it's it's one of the better parts of the film for me. I think it does a
1: really really good job. Uh, I love Now it's it's James Horner, so controversial statement. So it's nicked. But the main theme of the film is a classical piece of music which I will try and dig out. Oh nice. Um, it felt the,
0: very Star Trek. It reminded the, me of Star Trek in the 80s, the movies. Well, well,
1: well there's a good reason for that, Ian. No, but that's what I mean. Like James Horner like... wrote the music for Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock, which is why the exact theme in this is the Bird of Prey theme from Search for Spock. Yes.
0: Se- no, seriously, we know listen it's listens to them beside
1: each other. No, 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 no. Yeah, it is. I know. I know.
0: But what I'm. What I'm... <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> what, I, what I mean by that is. I can't even remember what I meant. There. It's not like Hans Zimmer. Um. Like, who just, every single thing he does sounds a little bit different.
1: I hear you. I hear you. With Horner. You know it's... I know it's Horner. Yeah. And it yep.
0: reminded me of Star Trek, obviously, because he did it. Um, But yeah, it's it's comfortable. It's nice. Do
1: you know what? I, that's because I totally agree. Well, I mean, the obvious aside, I totally agree. But the funny thing about Jerry Goldsmith, who did both Alien and Star Trek, is they're so different. Yes. And they're the same year.
0: Yeah, that is bizarre. And that's what I mean. Like, some yeah. composers are extremely different. Um uh, John Williams, like there are themes, but he can just create a completely new theme tune for something that the only reason you know it's John Williams is because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Horner is horns.
1: <laughs> there you go. I've just played every single James Horner <laughs> movie ever. Yeah. Is there anything else that you feel no, we haven't I, said or
0: no, I, I as much as the climax comes down to punching the alien with a me- me- mechanical forklift, um it's still it's a good ending. I still like it. Um and they yeah, go to sleep and who knows what happens next.
1: I'm I'm honestly really excited to talk about Alien 3. There's so much to say about Alien 3. Love it or hate it. I it is a fascinating fascinating story of how films can both get made and screwed at the same time yeah
0: so i've seen alien 3 once and that would be back in the noughts or the even maybe earlier with my dad i haven't seen it since so this is going to be quite educational and i am fascinated to see where the franchise goes
1: cool all right well I think that yeah, that brings us up with well, this probably there's so much on aliens we probably haven't covered half of what's out there. So to everyone, listen, if there's if there's something you think that we've like glaringly missed, please let us know on Twitter. We will attempt to uh, address it quickly in the next episode. Is there genuinely uh, anything you think
0: we haven't touched on?
1: I like, probably big? like uh but I don't oh I don't know. The cast is deadly. shout out to Jeanette Goldstein who was just brilliant as Vasquez as Vasquez well. Vasquez is
0: great. Vasquez is just
1: Pitch perfect. So good. So good. And, um,
0: ever been mistaken for a man? No. no. Have, Have you? you. Such a good line.
1: And I love Michael Bean and Carrie Henn as Hicks and Newt, and I can't wait to see what happens with their characters.
0: Oh, That is weird, admittedly.
1: We will, um, we'll get to that.
0: Yes. Cool. No, I think that's it for me. Um, all right. Thanks everyone We'll see you next week For Alien 3 Which one is this called?
1: Is it just 3? This is just Alien 3 Yeah Or Alien Cubed Which is the way The artwork was done
0: (laughs) It is Because it's a tiny little 3 Isn't it? We'll see you next time For the cube
1: Bye guys Bye
0: Thanks for listening To an Englishman And an Irishman Go to the movies I at least would love To hear your thoughts On the episode Sean couldn't care enough To record this with me you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at an Englishman and an Irishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at Galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.